Good morning, Groveport. You not? And I'm going to be your worship. Whether the bells ring or not. Now, uh, I want to tell you, i got to knock a little rust off. The last time I was a worship guide was sometime in the early mid-90s at Scottwood uh, Congregational Church. So it's been a while. When Gary Hinkle asked me to do this, he had no idea that I had experience. But he says to me, Brian, I'd like you to do this. I need a fresh face up there. Now, I want you to think about that. I looked in the mirror this morning. If you think this face looks fresh, then I think you'll agree with me. We need to send Gary to the eye doctor. All right. How about some announcements? Ron, Lee, remember to read the bulletin. I'm going to kind of go over these real quickly because I know you all can read, but we've got some people online that may or may not ha have this in hand. Uh, meet the pastor, kids and parents, uh, with Pastor Burke on September 24th with pizza. Make sure you get registered. September 11th, there's a program at the Mott's Military Museum down the Old Hamilton Road up here. At uh, Doors open 7 a.m., program starts at 8. Pastor Rick is doing a Bible study called Simon Peter, Flawed but Faithful Disciple. Uh, the sessions are September 7th through October 12th, and it looks like you've got an option at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. If you're like me and you're a little dense, you may, may need to go to both so it all sinks in. Um, Sunday school starts next Sunday. Our upper rooms are in the back. We've got grease share going on Thursdays at 7 p.m. And if you're interested in joining the church uh, or baptism, there's a group that's going to meet and talk about that on September 10th. So let the office know. And our Lee and Face Circle is meeting Tuesday, September 12th at 6 p.m. All ladies are invited to attend. Okay, please join me in the breakthrough prayer. Amazing God, we pray that through the Holy Spirit, your preferred future for Groveport United Methodist Church will be made clear to us. Give us the courage we need to follow you wherever you may take us. We ask that you bind us together in love so that we can bring the good news of Jesus Christ to our friends, family, and community. Open our eyes that we may see the amazing things you are already doing among us. Amen. Now please let's uh, calm your hearts, quiet your minds, and enter into a reverent and prayerful attitude. Shalom.
through technology, Nancy is still here, although Nancy is visiting with her dad and their son um, at a family reunion in Kentucky. Her dad is 94 and has never met his great-grandchildren, who are four-year-old twins. So they're having a wonderful family reunion this week, and we wish her well and safe travel prayers as well. Please stand this morning as you are able for our opening music. be free from the burden of sin, there's power in the blood, power in the blood, would you or evil victory win, there's wonderful power in the blood, there is power, power, wonder-working power in the
called by the Spirit, we have come to rejoice. All together, we will listen and pray. Our next hymn, How Great Thou Art. How great is our God. How great is our God. You can be seated. The splendor of the King, clothed in majesty, let all the earth rejoice, let all the earth rejoice. He wraps himself in light, and darkness tries to hide, and trembles at his voice, and trembles at his voice. How great is our God, sing with me how great is our God, and all will see how great, how great is our God. And age to age he stands, and time is in his hands, beginning Master, we have worked all day and night for many months and years. We yearn for a heavy catch, a full church, an abundant feast. Forgive us, God, when we are too tired to cast our nets on time, when we are too stubborn to do things a little differently. Have mercy on us when we are too afraid to dive into deep waters and take a risk. Grant us grace that we may proclaim your word, work for your kingdom, and trust your promises. Amen. Now for our words of assurance. Do not be afraid. Christ has called. Christ has redeemed us. Christ will save us all. 
Our first scripture reading this morning is from the book of Isaiah, the sixth chapter, the eighth verse, and this is the New International Version. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, send me. And now is the time in which we can go before the Lord in a time and an attitude of prayer. If you have a a prayer request that you would like to share, I invite you to fill out a blue prayer request card, which should be located there in your uh, worship bulletin. Uh, And you can just drop that into the uh, offering plates. Uh, if you want to send it to us email, or if you're watching online and would like to contact us with a prayer concern, uh, there is uh, our email address there on the screen behind me. Uh, and you can also always uh, call the church with a prayer request or just mail one to us using the good old USPS. They still deliver to us in 2023. I invite us to be in a time and an attitude of prayer. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary. to the Lord in our time of prayer. If you would like to be prayed for, our rail is always open, and you may come and and kneel, and, and someone will be here to pray with you. Let us now go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, our God, we Your people come to you this day. Fully aware that we need your presence and your help in our lives. Yet we are also aware as well that we often fail to stop and and to turn to you for that help. We get caught up in the troubles and the turmoil of daily living 
We become busy with the goals that we have set for ourselves and, and those that come to us from our work and our families and our friends. We strive to be loving. We seek joy and peace. We desire to be gentle and patient and kind to show goodness and to have self-control. And yet these things all too often elude us. Help us, Lord, to root ourselves more deeply in you, to seek your will for our lives, to stop and listen for your voice when we are troubled, to fully rely on you when we strive to do what is right. To remember you and trust in you when we are mistreated by others. Remind us, Lord, to meditate on your goodness when we begin each day so that like trees by a stream which send down their roots to the water, we may produce by your power the fruit of your spirit. Gracious God, we remember the concerns and the prayers that have been lifted up this past week by members of this congregation and our community. Concerns and prayers that we now pray for together. Lord, we pray for those who are lonely, fearful, or in pain. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Lord, we pray for Scott, who was involved in a serious motorbike accident. Lord, in your mercy, Lord, we pray for Karen and and those grieving the loss of a loved one. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we pray for Linda and for Tim and Debbie, for Susie and Roy and for Steve's aunt, Jesse and Joe's brother-in-law all who need healing this day. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we pray for Trent and for Susan and for Joyce and Melody and Becky, all who are fighting cancer this day. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for the Harmon family as they make difficult health decision for Dakota's father, who recently had a stroke. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for those who are struggling with addictions and dependencies that cripple their living and harm the world about them. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all the students and staff at our local schools. We ask that they have a safe and productive school year. Lord, in your mercy. 
Thank you, Lord, for being our God and making us your people. Thank you for growing in us and for helping us to grow as people. Thank you for the ministry you entrust to us. And may your will be done in us and by us. We now lift to you that simple prayer that your son Jesus taught us so very long ago. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Would the children like to come up for our children's moment? Good morning. We look so excited on this Labor Day weekend. Come on, this is exciting. You guys don't have school tomorrow. Woohoo! Well, I am super excited about something else. I just got myself a new toy. An incredible Hulk yo-yo. All right. Any of you like incredible Hulk yo-yos? All right, it's been a long time since I've done a yo-yo. Let's see how this goes. I don't know. Something happened. Well, let's try this again. Well, I think, yes, you can. I think maybe... I'm missing something. Do you think maybe there is an extra step in here that I should be doing that maybe I forgot? Through the hole. There's not a. Why don't you turn that over and see what's on the back? What's on the back? Are there words? What do we call those words? Directions. Let's see what the directions tell us. For best action, first determine the proper string length, and you need to make a one-inch loop to place your finger in. <gasps> Hold on. I'm supposed to make a one-inch loop. Well, that makes kind of sense, doesn't it? So do you think if I make a loop here, I'm going to do better? Not really? <laughs> yeah, you've seen my yo-yo skills. You're probably right. 
But you're right, it can't hurt. It's, gonna, it's, only, it's only gonna improve what's going on here, right? Did I do it the wrong way? Now I'm just gonna throw it on the ground. All right. At the end? The other end. It's too short now. So I didn't, re I didn't read the directions correctly, right? All right, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give this to you and you can fix that up for me, okay? Um, so the point here is that I am unable to play with my new yo-yo because I didn't do what? Follow the directions. Have any of you ever not followed directions? Have any of you not followed directions? There's a reason that whenever I do a home remodeling project, it usually takes at least five trips to Home Depot. Right? You know what I'm talking about. Well, we need to follow directions. And in our gospel reading this morning, Jesus gives Matthew some directions on how to fish. And it isn't until he follows them that he's truly successful. And what the lesson for us is, is that we need to always make sure we're following Jesus's directions. And Jesus's directions to us is simple. We are to love others the way that we have been loved, okay? Do you think we can do that? All right. And if we do that, we are going to be much more successful than me with this yo-yo. Uh, pretty unsuccessful. All right. Let's go ahead and pray. Jesus, give us the directions we need for life. Help us to be able to follow your lead so that we may be successful. Thank you for these wonderful young people. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. All right, you guys can head off to Junior Church. And if you want to take the yo-yo with you, be my guest. You can leave it up there if you want. Yes, would you like to take it? All right. Before we go on, we need a volunteer for Junior Church because Steve needs some assistance. Do we have somebody that can help uh, Steve with Junior Church this morning? Thank you. It is now time for our offering opportunity. Uh, you can give via the web, uh, online. You can send a check in the mail. Don't send cash in the mail. Or you can give when the plate is passed around. Please also remember to put your attendance slip in the offering plate this morning. Would the ushers please come forward?
strength of these gifts and the strength of our ministries, O oh God. Expand the nets of our love that we may reach deeply and share abundantly. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Our section, second scripture reading is from Luke chapter 5 verses 1 through 11 from the New International Version. <clears throat> One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put, a little, put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and to help them. And they came and filled the boat so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the son of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on the shore, left everything, and followed him. Let us pray. Lord, as your scripture is read and proclaimed this day, we ask by the power of your Holy Spirit that our hearts, our minds, and our very lives may be transformed by your Holy Word. Thank you for your gift of scripture, we pray. Amen. You know, it seems like any good hero needs a sidekick. If you think about in television, 
Mandy Griffith had, who was his sidekick? Barney, right? Batman, now I'm thinking of the 1960s version, the best one out there with Adam West. Who was his sidekick? Robin, right? Um, Ponch and John, right? Yep, yep. Uh, 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 although I think John would disagree that he was Ponch's sidekick. Um, Luke Skywalker's sidekick? R2-D2, right? My sidekick? My brother? No. Well, it's you today. But there's been a lot of important sidekicks throughout history. But the one that really stands out in my mind the most, and perhaps the one that has had the greatest effect and for sure impact on our lives as Christians, is the man who I like to think of as Jesus' sidekick, Simon Peter. When we look at the Gospels, those four books of the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which tell the story of Jesus' life and ministry. When we look at those Gospels, we see that Jesus has 12 disciples that he picked, 12 uh, men who he uh, asked to follow him throughout his earthly ministry. But even within those disciples, there was a subgroup, kind of like a leadership group, if you will, of the disciples. And in that inner circle were the brothers, James and John, and then the man we're going to be talking about today, Simon, who Jesus called Peter. Simon, Peter, James, and John uh, were the three who witnessed Jesus curing Jairus' daughter. They were the three who witnessed, who witnessed the transfiguration, that time when Jesus was up on a mountain and was transfigured or changed in front of their eyes, and they could see the glory of God through him. And they saw him speaking with Moses and Elijah. Those were also the three men who were with Jesus in his final moments before his arrest and crucifixion in the Garden of Gethsemane. When we read the gospel accounts, Simon Peter is the most mentioned figure in the gospels next to Jesus. He is mentioned more than 200 times in the New Testament. All of the other disciples combined are only mentioned 50 times in the New Testament. So he gets a lot of, uh, of page time in the Bible. So who is Simon Peter, and why is he so important? Well, I like Simon Peter because he is a lot like us. He is flawed. He isn't perfect. He makes mistakes. So real quick, who is Simon Peter? 
in case you uh, forget or, or don't know, uh, Simon first encountered Jesus uh, one day after his brother, Andrew, uh, tells him about this man he met named Jesus, who he was convinced was the Messiah. At the time, Andrew was a disciple of uh, another great New Testament prophet, a, a man who uh, told about the coming Messiah, a man named John the Baptist. And Andrew met Jesus and was impressed by Jesus and felt the movement of the Holy Spirit telling him that this man was indeed the Son of God, the Messiah. And so he runs home and he gets his brother Simon. And he says, come, you've got to meet Jesus. Can you imagine what this world would be like if Andrew didn't go and invite his brother to meet Jesus? Inviting someone to have a relationship with Jesus like you do, most important thing you can do. Jesus and Simon, they, they, they get to know each other, and Jesus gives Simon the nicknamed Peter, or in Aramaic, the, the language that they spoke at the time, uh, it was uh, Cephas. It means the rock. The rock. And I got to tell you, whenever I hear that, I, I, I just think of, of, of Simon Peter doing that thing that the rock does with his eyebrow. I was going to do it, except I tried practicing it all week and I never could get it. Jesus goes and he heals Simon's mother-in-law, who was very, very sick. And then Jesus uh, uh, goes off and, and he teaches for a while. And in our story here in Luke, Jesus is back teaching near the Sea of Galilee uh, uh, when he spots two boats out on the shore. And those two boats belonged to Andrew and to Simon and their two partners, James and John. And they had been out fishing all morning. Now, when we think of fishing today, we sort of think of it as a, uh, a way to relax, don't we? Right? Sitting there with the, with the, uh, with the rod and the, 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 the reel and, you know. And they did have that kind of fishing then, but that isn't the kind of fishing that, that Simon and uh, uh, James and John and Andrew were doing. What they were doing is fishing by nets. And they had these big, heavy nets, and they would go out into the Sea of Galilee, which is a very large inland lake, and they would either throw the nets over and then reel them back, or what they would do is attach them to the backs of the boats, and then the boats would, would go out like this and, and row and catch as many fish in them as possible. It was heavy work. It was hard work. It was dirty work. And at this particular day, it was unproductive work. They hadn't caught anything. A whole night's work, and they caught nothing. And these four men had their boats up on the shore. They were mending their nets. And Jesus came up, and he asked Simon, he goes, Simon, 
Why don't you row your boat out a little bit? I'm going to climb in here and teach, and the people can come and listen. And Simon's like, okay, why not? And so he's out there, and he's listening to Jesus teach. And as he's listening to Jesus' words, he feels his heart transformed. He knew that Jesus was more than just an itinerant preacher. He knew that Jesus was more than a traveling healer. He knew that Jesus was something special. And so when they came back in from Jesus' teaching, Jesus looked at Simon and said, Simon, I want you to get, those, get that net and, 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 and the other boat and let's go back out. And I want you to go back out in, into the lake and fish again and you'll catch a bunch of fish. Go out to where it's deep. Now Simon could have come up with a whole lot of excuses for why he shouldn't be doing what Jesus had asked. He could have said, I already tried that and it didn't work. He could have said, Jesus, I'm too tired. He could have said, Jesus, do you know anything about fishing? Jesus wasn't a fisherman. He was a carpenter. Why is a carpenter telling me how to fish? Stay in your own lane, man. But he didn't. You know, as I think about this scene, it occurs to me that our excuses for why we can't do what Jesus asks us to do often just hide an ugly fact. And that is, we often don't want to go fishing with Jesus because we don't want to do what he commands. It's just too much work. Even as a church, right? Jesus commands us to go out and to make disciples of Jesus Christ, but that's a lot of work. And so sometimes we don't even want to do that, do we? We would much rather be a social club than to go on a fishing expedition. But Simon, he didn't do that. He didn't come up with an excuse. He followed Jesus' command, and he came back with an amazing catch. I love this quote. It says this. It says, those who aren't following Jesus aren't his followers. Followers follow, and those who don't follow aren't followers. To follow Jesus means to follow Jesus into a society where justice rules, where love shapes everything. To follow Jesus means to take up his dream and to work for it. Friends, if we are going to be disciples of Jesus Christ, that means we need to follow him and to do what he says. I guess the question for us today is this. What excuses do we use for not following Jesus' commands? What excuses do we use for not following Jesus' commands? Well, if I put myself in Simon Peter's place, I think that oftentimes 
We don't follow Jesus' commands because we're afraid. Like Simon Peter, I think sometimes we are afraid of our pasts. See, Simon knew that he wasn't perfect. He knew all the things he had done wrong in his past. And he thought to himself, how could Jesus want me to follow him and to do what he wants? And I think sometimes we feel that way too, don't we? We, we take a look in the mirror in the morning and we think, how could Jesus ever want me to follow him? If Jesus truly knew who I was, if Jesus truly knew what I've done, if Jesus truly knew what was in my heart, he wouldn't want anything to do with me. The problem with that thinking is Jesus already knows what's in your heart. Jesus already knows what you've done. Jesus already knows what you think, and he still is inviting you into a relationship with him. And that is the glory of the gospel. Jesus knows who you are and still loves you and wants a relationship with you. I think the second thing that we are often afraid of is our abilities. Or, better put, our lack of abilities. If you're anything like me, sometimes you think, how in the world do I have anything that God can use? I'm sure Simon Peter had a similar thought. See, during their uh, time, fishermen were not looked upon in a good way. Fishermen were seen as often as, as uneducated, as rough people, not, not as people that you would want anything to do with. Sometimes we doubt our own abilities to serve God, and we are afraid of, 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 of what we perceive as a lack of, of anything God can use in our lives. But the truth is, is that all of us have something we can contribute to following Jesus. The thing is, is that with God, everything we have can be put to use if we only surrender it to him. Are we willing to surrender all we have to the cause of Christ? And I think a third thing that Simon Peter was probably afraid of and, and something that I think we are often afraid of is our future. I think Simon Peter thought, if I followed Jesus and did what Jesus wanted us to do, what would happen to the family fishing business? I mean, think about it. If you're Simon Peter, you and your brother and your two uh, uh, business associates, James and John, you had a business to run. You very well may have had other employees to pay. What's going to happen if I run off and follow this Jesus? Who's going to Who's going to fish? Who's going to run this business? Who's going to keep this legacy, this family legacy alive? We all have fears. And the question we need to answer is, what fears are keeping us from following Jesus? What fears are keeping us from doing what Christ is commanding us? 
Jesus said, don't be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. Don't be afraid. As individuals, as a church, as Christians, we need to not be afraid to push out into deep waters, to follow Jesus wherever he commands us. Jesus is calling us to fish with him. Are we willing to take that bold step and to do that? And that's what we need to ponder this week. Let us pray. Lord, we pray that, like Simon Peter, we too may be bold enough to follow your commands. Even when we have many excuses as to why we can't, even when we are fearful, help us to follow you, Lord Jesus. Help us to do your will, Lord Jesus. You call us to fish for people to go out and to share the good news that our God loves us enough to send his son to die, to forgive our sins, and to rise again to give us the hope of everlasting life. Make us brave, Lord. We pray all of this in your name. Amen. This morning, we will be sharing in Holy Communion. We will be taking it by intention, which means you will be invited to come forward in just a few moments. Uh, when you do, you will be given a, a small piece of bread. You'll break off that bread. You'll dip it into the... Uh... Oh, no! We're doing it differently. This is the first month of the week. We'll be doing that next week. This week, you just stay right where you're at. I'm a whole week off. So what we're going to do instead is you are going to stay there. And first, uh, the ushers will come and, uh, and we will pass out uh, the bread to you. Uh, you will take a small piece of bread. You will then uh, hold that bread until everyone is served, and you will then, uh, we'll then take that element together, and then we will pass out the, uh, uh, 
the cups and we will hold the cup and then take that element together as well. I invite you now to join with me in the great thanksgiving. The Lord be with you. We lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and a joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. In ancient days, you created us in your image and called us to be your people. Even when we turned away and ignored your voice, you pursued us and called us through the proclamation of your law, the words of your prophets, and the wisdom of your poets and storytellers. In the fullness of time, you sent your Son, Jesus Christ, to call us yet again on the shores of Galilee, in crowded markets and on dusty roads, inviting us to risk everything and to place our trust in you. And so, with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn, saying, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ, who called on his disciples and upon us to remember and to reflect on our salvation whenever we eat of the bread and partake of the cup. Jesus said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. Jesus then took the cup and he said, drink from this all of you. This is my life poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts of love and grace, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as we proclaim the mystery of our faith. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here that we may answer your call and be your people. Pour out your Holy Spirit on these gifts of bread and wine that they may nourish and strengthen us to go into deep waters when you call us to take a risk. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at your heavenly banquet through Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit and your holy church. All honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. 
like to ask those who will be uh, helping to serve communion to come forward and for us to be in a time and an attitude of prayer. My friends, this is the body of Christ broken for you. And this, this is the blood of Christ shed for you. Let us receive both in an attitude of prayer.
Christ broken for you, take and eat.
This is the blood of Christ shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of your sins. Take and drink. Let us pray. Lord, you gave your son to die and to rise again to give us eternal life. Grant that we who have received his body and blood may live in him and serve you as your children. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Well, if you're able, let's stand and join together in our closing song.
my friends, listen for God's word. Answer Christ's call. Love courageously and rejoice in the grace and the freely given to you. Go in peace. Amen. As we go, may